0: Are you a female entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur? Are you a professional woman with a passion and want to start your own business? Or are facing roadblocks that are preventing you from thriving in the one you have? Successful female entrepreneurs have their share of woes to reach their share of wins. Hear their stories and learn how they do it. And you can too. Get ready to win with the Women Who Win Empower podcast. Here is your host, inspirational business speaker and women's empowerment coach, Pat B. Freeman.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Pat B. Freeman. Welcome to Women Who Win Empower podcast with an entrepreneurial focus. This is where we talk real talk about the woes and the wins of successful women entrepreneurs who win despite obstacles and empower others to win. Our guest today is an author, coach, speaker, and the VP of operations and co-owner of PRN Home Care for 22 years and has over 30 years in the healthcare field. Residing in the state of Mississippi, she was featured twice in Essence magazine. She is a co-founder and director of the Success Women's Conference with keynotes such as Good Morning America's Robin Roberts and international motivational speaker Lisa Nichols. She is the host and executive producer of Unwrinkled Heart Caregivers Journeys, a community activist with projects such as Blessed Girls Rock Conference and the Ripe Conference. She also sits on numerous boards, the Girl Scout State Board, Rebecca's House, Mental Health Association, Lighthouse Business and Professional Women, and other organizations. And she has received numerous awards and honors. Please welcome Kern Cherry to the show. Hi, Kern. Hello.
2: Hello, Pat, and and thank you for having me on the show. It is
1: my pleasure. Well, with all of these achievements, let's just start by asking you the main thing, and that is what inspired your entrepreneurial journey and PR in home care.
2: Well, you know, um I guess by trait, I probably have always done some type of uh business or whatever, um uh when Essent called me back years ago, I never had thought about how often and how many businesses I had done before. But, um, you know, starting out as a young kid, you know, throwing papers, newspapers and things like that kind of follows you along as a, uh, a person who's interested in being an entrepreneur. So years ago, My husband and I actually came back to our hometown in Biloxi and um, we were actually, we had just finished our degree in occupational therapy. We moved back this way and uh, we were in a, in this field uh, that eventually just kind of crashed. And my husband looked at me and he said, Hey, he said, what are we going to, what are we going to do? And, uh, and from that, I said, well, I guess we're going to go ahead and do that, that home care business that we had talked about before. And so we kind of shifted gears and went in that direction. So we went from being people that were working in the field and really uh, contracted working with other people. Uh, but it inspired us to actually focus and, and uh, grow our business from there. So really, that's how we kind of came into the PR and home care side of it.
1: So if things had not gone south as it relates to the job that you had, do, do you think you would have even started as full-time entrepreneurs in healthcare? I do.
2: I, I don't, you know, I don't know what other door would have inspired us, but I can tell you based off the fact that when I was in Arizona, uh, which at that time, you know, that was... That was a hard time in our life as young people. We had three little kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the time I was 25, I had three young ones. And even while we were there and by ourselves, we still managed to start uh, a business in in Arizona. Even though we had to work, I had three jobs at the time. and, And my husband was coming out of the military at the time, getting to work and all that type of stuff and going to school we still managed to start our own uh, business then. So we went from that and then coming back here, we just always had a desire to be in business because what I have found, uh, many people have ideas. Uh, Even when I was working as an occupational therapist, I had a lot of ideas, but I found that the managers really didn't want to hear those ideas. but they were listening because I found out several years later, some of the ideas I gave them, they actually took it and ran with it. And so, <laughs> but you can't expect other people to take your ideas and, 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 uh, and say, oh, that's a great idea. Let me start a business with it. No, you actually need to, to actually motivate yourself to go forward and start your own. And even if it's just on the side. I mean when we initially started PR and home care, we actually started off as PRN staffing. And that was uh, during the time when I was still doing uh what we call PRN, which PR means PRN means as needed. So we actually started in the staffing side of things, staffing out occupational therapists, PTs and OTs and, and speech therapists. And so, and I was actually working PRN myself for another big uh, therapy conference company. And so, and my husband was still working for another business. And so we started it in 1997 and then when everything kind of crashed closer to the 2000, that's when we decided we need to go ahead and go full flesh and do our own thing. So God has a way of pushing you through the door. A lot of times, as uh, entrepreneurs, we'll kind of hinge hinge on uh, I don't want to give up that check, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so to speak. And because it's it's consistent, I knew as an OT I could always go back and get a few hours and you know, keep working and get a good size check. And I knew that was consistent. And I knew my husband check was consistent. But when all the doors close on you and you're looking like, okay, where now what are we gonna do? Where is our income coming from? So for us it's it was about getting creative. Um mm. that was really and this is this is really um, a story that I tell people and I'll tell it really short. Uh, We were both at one point working in the same uh, facility for the uh, rehab company we were working for and a client that we were getting ready to send home asked us to, um, well, he really wanted my husband to come work with him at home. Well, we were making, yeah, we were making a lot of money at that time. And so when somebody, when the client offered us like 10 an hour, we were like, 10 an hour. No, we, we're therapists. We've worked hard for our degree. <laughs> and we're, I'm not going to 10 an hour. Right? Right. No. Yeah. God had a good laugh at that. Because what he did, and I always say it was God intervening. Because less than a year and a half later, the whole industry was pink slipped people mm-hmm. were laid off all around the nation there was no other option and so when my husband called and said what are we going to do that that client that mentioned hey come home and work for come and work with us at home i started thinking well that's what we need to do mm-hmm. and i said we're going to go into the home care business and we're and we, it's more rewarding because we're able to help people in their home. You in their know, home. You know, a lot of times when you're working for somebody, you're limited by your, um, you're limited by regulation. You're limited by what your boss will allow you to do. You're limited by what the insurance will allow you to do. So we went into the private pay side of things and we actually were working for less than what they even offered initially. And so for us, it was more about that servitude and, and being able to say, well this, is what we want to, well, this is what we want to do, and this is what we're going to do. Yes. And we were able to make our own decisions from that. So, yes. uh, and I always tell people, think about what you're doing when you're um, working for other people. You mm-hmm. know, there is, people always talk about getting rich. And that's not necessarily my ultimate goal. It's more about being in control and being in charge of my destiny. But you can't get rich working for somebody else. What you're doing is making them rich. What you're doing is fulfilling their dream. Okay. So if you really want to have an opportunity at what we call wealth, then you need to consider starting your own and doing your own thing. Now, I'm not saying for all of you that are listening, jump off a ledge and quit your job tomorrow because I didn't even do that. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm saying if you really have something that you're good at that God gave you as a gift, and I always say if it's something that, that you would do for free no matter what, you know, somebody comes up and say, hey, can you do this and that? Now, you could have charged that person, but you did it because you love doing it. That is probably what you're gifted at as an entrepreneur and that you need to consider starting mm-hmm. your own business with.
1: Indeed. Everything that you're saying resonates with me. But I have been an entrepreneur for a number of years. I, I have a, a young adult sons, but I lost my full-time gig in 2015. And I decided at that very moment that I would go full-time from that point forward. And I've not looked back. So, so I believe right. that everyone has an entrepreneurial mindset. Sometimes we have to be pushed. <laughs> and, exactly. and yes, when that door yeah. closed, I knew, okay, this is the, if there is no opportunity to do it, this is, this. it is now. Now is the time. And I never look back. And I'm so pleased to hear uh, what you're saying, because it really does matter. I understand also, one of the things that that I did was I looked at my, I had young kids when I first started part-time. I see that you, of course, you mentioned you have three kids. How are your kids, or maybe they're young adults now, how are they involved in the business? Is it a family business? Well, we we
2: definitely are a family business, but uh, I have three. I have my son who is, uh, uh, he actually has his own movement company. He has a national, international movement Mm -hmm. company. Uh, that he runs all over the nation. I mean, he moves anywhere local to, uh, like, he's based in California now. He still does business out here, uh, D.C., wherever. So, um, but he started that business uh, when he came back to Mississippi to help his mom and his dad. uh, He started that business from our business. We had a little niche inside of a PR in home care as far as helping seniors move. And he uh, was re- you know looking over how he could help us and how he can improve the business. And he asked us, do you mind if I take this and uh, you know take it and separate it outside the business and create a moving company? Mm. And he did that. So now he has a national moving company called Handy Dandy Moving. Uh, mm. But he's always had the entrepreneurial bug as well. Uh, he's the he's the kid that you probably ha- that uh, was in class selling candy to his <laughs> classmates and things like that in the neighborhood, you know, go to get us to go to Sam's and and buy candy bars and then he would sell it higher. Yeah, he's always been that kid. So so him and his his wife have my only grandson Dino. His wife Sicily. Um, they have, uh, they have successful, successfully started that company back 2010-11. Uh, and so, and now, like I said, they're, they're moving. They've done international moves. And um, of course, a lot of national moves. Mm-hmm. So my, my daughters, <laughs> Jasmine and Denise, uh, as we were working the business, Uh, They were more hands-on in the office. They would actually come in sometimes and we'd say, hey, we need you to handle a payroll for the day. We need you to take care of the staff. We've actually even had them when they were uh, older and could help with uh, seeing clients. They helped us uh, in that direction as well. Um, They used to, all three of them used to help us with uh, setting up booths. Uh, displaying our services, informing people about what Mm. we do, answering phone calls, all that type of stuff. And um, they were able probably to help a little more because they were actually homeschooled because they were playing on the national junior tennis circuit.
1: Mm. And
2: so um, we actually decided somewhere while they were going to high school that it was going to be a lot easier for them if we could um, travel and Mm. and catch up with the other people in tennis because they started really late compared to a lot of juniors. So anyway, we were able to incorporate them in and now Jasmine is finishing medical school and uh, my youngest daughter, Denise, Mm. uh, will actually be finishing up her dental degree and she's actually gonna extend her studies by going to Howard University to do orthodontics. So Mm. they've all managed to, um, to uh, benefit from being in the business and helping the family in the business. But they started uh, when they went to school, they went on a full tennis scholarship. So all those things paid off with us being on the road. And I tell parents this, uh, because it's really important as a mother uh, with, with young kids that you have to, take around to uh, whether they're on the soccer circuit or the baseball or playing basketball. uh, A lot of times we think there's no way I can uh, run this business successfully. And in addition to that, spend quality time with our kids. Well, we were the parents that had our phones with us and all our things, ledgers or whatever, So that we could make sure things were still going while we were on the road three or four times a week traveling with our daughters in tennis. And Mm so and we were able to build strong, quality time during that period of time with the kids as well.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think success inspires success. That's a part of my slogan for this show. Success. You and your husband were examples and it inspired the success that you even see in your children. I believe that the apple doesn't always fall far from the tree, you know that saying as well. So talking about all of the successes that you've experienced and I know there were some um challenges at the beginning when you when the everything went south as it relates to the work that you were doing before you started your businesses. Please tell us being in business now for t- 22 years or or so what has been your greatest woe, your greatest obstacle? Hmm. Well,
2: uh, and most people don't realize well, I'm I'm in Biloxi, Mississippi. So there actually was two catastrophic events here that really uh people don't always think of affecting businesses. Um, Hurricane Katrina. Um uh, I saw a loss of probably at least half our clients. Mm. Uh, and then in addition to that, we had um, uh, the BP oil spill. And I, I want to say the oil spill was, was actually either it just hit at a worse time or it was just worse uh, mm. because we saw a loss of a lot of business. People tightened up on their purse because of the oil spill. They were afraid. Uh, the recovery process. So instead of gaining clients, you were either losing clients or you just stuck. And then at that time frame, we just had a lot of other things that happen along the same time frame, which is natural to a company like mine when, when you have people that die unexpectedly. So you got all these people that are, unemployed and you're trying to figure out what am I going to do to make sure these people work. Because So for me in my business, as far as the home care side, I'm not only looking at, you know, taking care of the caregiver, the uh, clients, but I'm also looking at taking care of my caregivers who are working Mm. for us on a regular basis and dependent on this as a consistent job. So, Mm. and that's, that's part of, So for us, it can be very troubling ensuring that all of that um, is in place and everybody's taken care of.
1: How did you overcome? How did you overcome? They're experiencing uh, these things as it relates to the disasters that happened there, but Mm -hmm. you're also having to carry the stress as well. How How did you overcome this for your own health as well as trying to provide for others that work for you?
2: Well, the uh, the thing is, is that, besides a lot of prayer, uh, the thing <laughs> is, is that typically in business, what people don't do is they, you need to tighten up and tighten up doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to spend less money on marketing. It's tighten up on your other expenses and then looking at your and streamlining your cash flow. But also creating another way to uh, create revenue
1: mm-hmm. you
2: know and and sometimes as much as you um, hate to think about it sometimes you also have to you know lower your prices even if it's temporarily offering a special uh, but the main thing is you you want to increase your marketing at that time not necessarily decrease your marketing and then in addition to that you want to tighten up on some of the extra costs that you don't necessarily need, you know, mm. that you may have expanded because you were having a, because what was funny about that time frame, Pat, is we, the first five months of 2010 is when the BP oil spill hit, was some of the best months that we had in the business at mm-hmm. the time. And so for us, we were almost on a high. And then for everything to start to change, we, even though the oil spill hit in April, we started to fill it more in July and August of that year. And then we just had a lot of other uh, business issues during that time frame as well. So it all kind of came together once. We even lost our, um, we have a, a building. So we had a renter in the building. And we lost the renter at the same time frame. So, you're like, how do you get through that? You know, you tighten up on all your other extra expenses that you um, can do. And most of the time, there are other expenses that you can lower. You can lower that expense, but mm-hmm. I would not recommend lowering it on marketing itself.
1: Were there ever any times? Because you know, life happens as that happened. Were there ever any times, and this is just a hard question, but I know for myself, I've had some personal issues in my life, um, mm-hmm. or or personal and professional, where I should have just given up. Have you had any of those times where something where you thought about, but but you obviously you didn't? But have you ever had some things that were so pressing until you felt like if this doesn't get better?
2: Well, I can tell you. Uh, well, many times in my life, for whatever reason, I've had health issues that maybe other people don't. Uh, 2009, one of the reasons why my son came home is because they found uh, blood clots in both of my lungs. Mm. And it literally uh, caused me to not be able to breathe. Well, those blood clots uh, over time and, uh, caused me to have uh, pulmonary hypertension. Mm-hmm. And so, pulmonary hypertension is not a treatable. It's not a. Uh, it's recently become a treatable disease as far as uh, getting treatment. But the only uh, real treatment for it is is that you have open heart surgery to get the blood clots, which was the plan, if this possible. Uh, and we were on track to do that. Uh, we were on track to have that surgery, and unfortunately. The physician found that my lungs were not able to handle that surgery, and so and that was really a downturn for me uh, because I realized now I'm dealing with a disease that eventually is going to lead to either a replacing a heart, my heart, or replacing my lungs, or both. Uh, so that's mm. pretty much the alternative to that. The medicines that we have now, uh, and I was just telling uh, my husband, Dennis, the other day. I said, it's just frustrating because I'm fighting really hard to get meds that I need to, to, to be able to live. And it's taken me a month and a half to get replacements. So those kind of frustrations mm-hmm. can be overwhelming. And then last year, um, I had an incident where literally from a nosebleed, that probably was a c- accumulation of time. Uh, based off what I eventually learned, but I literally almost died uh, Mm. a few times, but um, I literally almost died at home. My Mm. husband said, he looked at me and he said, I knew this was, this is what it's like to lose your wife, Mm. you know, because, and just so happened my daughter that's actually in the uh, medical field with the the physician uh, was in town and it, It helped the process as far as my husband uh, and her being able to get me to the hospital because I lost a liter and a half of blood. Oh, it was a lot of blood, uh, and but I tell you, the reward from it was knowing that people actually care and listen. Mm -hmm. Because we had a blood drive, and I had people that showed up that I didn't even know were listening, and they were like, "Yeah, we would show up for you." And I'm like, "Well, thank goodness!" But they found out. My, I actually had two two blood transfusions, and the second one uh, was because the blood that I was given wasn't um, it was pro- it was my blood type O negative, but it wasn't O negative Rh, which is uh, which makes a difference. So yeah. if you don't get the right blood, uh, your blood will eat the blood that it doesn't recognize, mm. and that's actually what happened to me. So actually. I was in the hospital again for another uh, full blown, full blown blood transfusion uh, wow. because I had lost all the blood again. So anyway, did it make me? It 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 kind of um, it was overwhelming at first. You know, it can slip, you can get a little bit depressed behind it, but it made me realize that I needed to incorporate incorporate more prayer in my life. Mm -hmm. It also made me realize how short life can be. Mm -hmm. It can go, you can, you can leave this earth in minutes. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a catch 22 for me on that. The second uh, major episode in my life. So anyway, I learned as an entrepreneur, I'm learning to, to refocus. Um, I'm doing some things to reinvent, uh, revamp what I'm doing. So It's a learning process. Sometimes you just have to pick yourself up, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and keep going. (laughs) You know, I can Mm
1: -hmm. really appreciate. No one knows from the outside sometimes when they see success, they don't know what you're going through Mm -hmm. because you keep going through. Mm -hmm. And they don't get to see sometimes or hear those real, hard, tough times um, that you endure. So I really appreciate your sharing that because there's this natural disasters that occur and then there's other personal health natural disasters uh, that also occur that you have to endure and continue, obviously, in doing that, but nothing's stopping you. I'm looking at all these things that you continue to do despite these obstacles. You've got a conference. That you do called the Success Women's Conference, which is a big deal. You've had, as I said earlier, people, um, keynotes such as Robin Roberts and Lisa Nichols. Tell us about that Success Conference.
2: I surely will, and I, I'm gonna start this off by saying you. Um, on that last question you asked, there was one more thing that I wanted to add, and I mm-hmm. just recently wrote the. Uh, Uh, a chapter in uh, Sherwood's book, uh, Women Inspiring Nation, volume two. And my chapter was called Success Must Be Taken. Mm. And I wrote that because there was another uh, time in my life where I was really uh, brought to the point of wanting to quit. Uh, Something, And as a person who normally is stubborn and want to persist on, I really thought about not doing any more conferences. (laughs) So um, I had I had a partner with an organization that I thought was definitely very reputable, very, very big company. Uh, And I wound up really losing my conference, the right resource information and planning for the elderly uh, conference to them. And so um, mm. uh, I was actually uh, talking to Dorothy, and then she, she knew some of the things I had been through. And we were talking about uh, women um, needing a conference here on the coast. And many of us women had talked about this over and over and over again. So sometimes you get, just got to stop talking and start <laughs> doing it. So she, she was sitting in the office, and she said, hey, why don't we just do it? You know, I'm like, do what? the success the con let's do a women's conference. I looked at her like yes let's let's get it done but in the back of my mind I was thinking do I really want to do this again I just did a conference for six years and somebody came behind me and figured out a way uh to basically take that from me. Mm. And I thought mm, now we're gonna just go ahead and do it. So we pushed through and that was actually in 2015, we had this conversation. The conference was later in the fall of the same year. We had over 525 people at that conference. And I also got to bring in a lady that I had seen on uh, Chase, uh, a Chase commercial. And I was like, I want her as a keynote. And, and so we actually brought her in as the keynote that year. But it made me realize I had basically replaced the conference that I had got so upset about. (laughs) And so we grew that conference. Uh, Sherwood came in 2017 with her inspiration. We figured out that women were craving even more content. So in 2018, we brought in Robin Roberts and uh, Lisa Nichols. We added an extra day to the conference. Uh, We had breakout sessions called uh, career, entrepreneur, nonprofit, uh, recharge, reinvent yourself uh, type uh, things. And then I figured out how to add, right, the the conference that I had let go. I figured out how to add pieces of that to my conference by bringing that uh, and my TV show idea to the, uh, success women's conference, because the caregiver, the caregiver, uh, journeys and, uh, the, uh, right conference caters caregivers. And the goal of those two entities were to empower and inform caregivers. So Mm -hmm. I brought, um, uh, that to the success conference because women, women are caregivers. They're taking care of their parents. They're taking care of their loved ones. So they're looking for information. They're looking for resources and they're looking for people that are going through some of the same thing they're going through. So i brought some, uh, I, we created some panels, created huddles where they can sit and talk about mm-hmm. issues that they're having, to taking care of their loved ones and uh and so we we're growing that again we're growing it again inside the conference as well this year (laughs) so uh, and we're adding an extra day this year as well so we're going to be uh three days uh we're waiting to for a big announcement on our keynote speakers as well but it's it's going to be even bigger than last
1: year so anyone who's interested in maybe being a speaker or coach or getting involved with this conference, what's the best way for them to find that?
2: Yeah, go to our website, successconference.info, successconference.info, and you'll see the link to apply for a speaker, Uh, coaches. We're gonna be uh, bringing in digital facilitators again. Uh, Peak Performance helped us last year. Uh, Live stream and bring in our digital perform uh, uh, facilitators, and we'll be doing that again this year. And in addition to that, if uh, you want to be an ambassador, we're looking for ambassadors. We're looking for influencers, and and I don't know if I mentioned, but we also recognize top influencers right now across the Gulf Coast, and we'll be spending that as well. But uh, if you're interested, just go to our website
1: and awesome. Awesome. Now you have to tell us about this free gift offer for those who who subscribe to the show, to this Women Who Win Empower podcast. If they subscribe early, they will get a free gift offer from you and tell us about that. Okay. So our gift offer is a special
2: that we're doing. So we're offering a special to uh, anybody that signs up with your, your site, they can sign up. They can. Uh, they will get a link that allows them to to get all three days. That's all three days for one hundred and thirty nine dollars. Wow. So, let me just explain it. <laughs> Last year we had we had Lisa Nichols as the VIP. Uh, uh, she was the Kickstarter speaker. She also was the VIP host. She, uh, we had Robin Roberts and her sisters as our, um, as our luncheon keynotes. Uh, we had over 1,100 participants. We have a large expo with the Beauty Pavilion and the Gifted Hand Pavilion. Uh, we have a fashion show. This year, we're adding coaching on Saturday. So you'll actually be able to sit down and talk with coaches And and maybe leave with a a coach. If you don't have one, you can get one. If not, maybe you'll you'll be getting a new coach or switching over. In addition to that, we're also adding a youth summit as well. So you're going to be getting a lot for $139. And we also have the awards breakfast gala that will also be included in that ticket as
1: well. You are amazing. You have said, you know, we went from all of these really disasters that you've experienced, but you get energy, it seems, out of being engaged in something that's purposeful. Yes. Which means obstacles are something that you face. Tell us, just if you will, very quickly, for those people who are listening, who are facing obstacles, be it in their business, in their life. However, what advice of encouragement would you give to those to overcome such obstacles in business or life?
2: So I'm going to share a a, a little story here. Uh, And you're right. I do tend to feed off of obstacles. (laughs) (laughs) And I think as an entrepreneur, you learn to do that. Uh, Last year, I was faced with an obstacle obstacle because I I, I found myself, uh, and it was an eye-opening experience, I found myself thinking that I would get in this organization and that I've been involved here on the coast, volunteering and all this stuff for years, and it's just going to happen. And I wasn't chosen, right? And mm-hmm. it fed me. It drove me to do something different. I'm always telling people these words. If the door isn't open, go around to the back door. Find another door. And if you can't find another door, create a door. I'm like, "Mm." and my friend told me, Karen, don't you think you might want to take your own advice? And I'm like, "Mm, that burns. And so I told myself, I said, you know what? I'm always going to be here on the coast. This is my home. These are my people. And Mm -hmm. I'm always going to support and be on the board and things like that and, you know, do whatever. But it's time. It forced me to look at I had put myself in a box Mm -hmm. by just saying I need to do this here and that, et cetera. And I started saying I'm going statewide. No, I'm Mm -hmm. going national. Mm and literally. The next, the next, I think it was in two weeks, I got called and said, "Hey, you've been recognized as the top fifty uh, business women in the nation." <laughs> I mean, in, in the state. I'm sorry. And yes. then uh, recently, I got uh, it was announced that I would be receiving a governor's award, mm-hmm. and uh, I said, mm. "So, I looked at it that as uh, the fact that I started." expanding my network, expanding my uh, relationships, I started looking outside the area and I realized I had allowed myself to get down mm-hmm. and feel a little grumpy about one little situation that, was that if I took it and said, well, this is my fault and I need to do something about it. And once I told myself that, I was able to focus on something different and get bigger opportunities mm. than what I had before. So mm. I tell people first off, network, 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 network. And then from those networking relationships, build strong relationships, focus on some people and build strong relationships. And from those relationships, just like Success Women's Conference. You will get a strong collaboration that could lead to something much better. And don't ever, as an entrepreneur, get stuck in just one field. Increase your stream of revenues by increasing your opportunities. You no. are
1: you are amazing. I'm just listening to you. It's like you're right here present with the people you're speaking with. It's so authentic. Um, You're experiencing, you've experienced things that allows others to see through your eyes what's possible. Please tell us how can we get this book where you have uh, that you're in this women inspiring nations volume two, I think success must be taken. Where do we get that? And how can you be reached?
2: Okay. So the best way to reach me is to, to email me at kern at PRN home care services with a S dot com. So that's kern, prnhomecareservices home care services uh, dot com. So if you email me there, I will send you a le- link or you can actually text me at 228 and I'll send you a link for
1: the book. Success must be taken. (laughs) Well, there's nothing more direct than that. We just appreciate you so much, Kern Cherry. Thank you for being our guest. You're amazing. You're the perfect model of what one can see on how to overcome and keep pressing through until you get the results that you deserve. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Join us again next time for another episode of Women Who Win Empower. I'm Pat B. Free.
0: If you enjoyed today's show, please leave a review on iTunes. Want to be a guest or advertise with us? Visit patbfreeman.com or email to pat at patbfreeman.com. Also, subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher and receive automatic updates. Subscribe early and get a free product or tool from guest and the host to help power your dreams. Also, be inspired by special episodes with successful male entrepreneurs who stand in the gap to inspire and empower women to win. Finally, check out Pat's latest book, Get Your Mind Right, Seven Steps to Breakthrough Confidence for Aspiring Authors, available on Amazon. Join us every Wednesday on Women Who Win Empower.